We're the same spirit. Somebody shout the same spirit. Anybody wearing the shirt this morning? Anybody? I was wearing the baptistry. Where, where are you? Just stand up wherever you have. You got that shirt on. Look, there's people wearing a shirt. We've got more of them at the, in, the, in the hospitality room, in the welcome center. Uh, so you can run back there and get one. Hopefully we've still got some in your size, but you can pick one up. It is also such a joy to have Tim Romo's mother with us today. It is such an honor to have her with us. She's sitting right back there by the sound booth. And she has got the same spirit, too. So praise God. We love you. What an honor. Drove all the way to, from Missouri to see uh, her baby boy. So it's, it's good to see. And I don't know if you hang around her very much, but if you do, it's almost like hanging around Tim. Okay? Same stuff, same stories. I mean, they love Jesus and love people. And, and we just love her so much. It's so good to have you. Somebody shout, same spirit. So you have to get this. I'm not trying to. This is, this is not me trying to get you simply to have, to change your mind or to just do a few things differently. There are things that you try to do, but you cannot accomplish without the Spirit of Christ. You need to welcome Holy Spirit in your life. Anybody ever felt like what you were trying to do, it was just like an effort of, of, of futility. You just couldn't fix it. God can fix things, but you need his spirit. And also, the, we, we talk about the, the family thing here at Freedom, and some would say, you know, I just, I don't, I don't get that. And I, I want you to know, it's, again, it is not a marketing campaign. The reason and the way that we are the same spirit is because we all receive the same spirit. You might say, I don't get that. I don't receive that spirit. I understand. You haven't got that. We'll, we'll just wait. But we claim the same spirit for all of us in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is to dwell within us. I don't want you just to get that during the Resurrection Sunday season. I want you to have that all the time. So uh, design that shirt, got it printed up, and now I want you to walk in the same spirit. Now, here we are as the church. It's an interesting time because this is right after Resurrection Sunday, and people wonder. I get, I get emails from people, consultants, saying, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do? You got to do this. You got to do that. And, and I understand that. I want us to be wise. I want us, I want us to be eventful. I want us to be discipling. And there are some things that are important. Small groups are important, right? And discipleship is important. And, and ministries are important. We got prison ministries, got to get rolling, and uh, all kinds of ministries. And you're here. Many of you represent those callings as you sit here. Uh, but, but as I'm saying that, I want you to know the the shift and the same shift that the disciples had to experience, you have to experience. You can't just go to church on Easter and expect that you're going to be whole. Amen? There's more to it. So the disciples had been following Jesus. Following Jesus is a big deal, right? Watching Jesus realizing things about Jesus. But, but catch this, okay? Catch this understanding. And that is, people need to see Jesus. But he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. Well, the Spirit of Christ now dwells inside of you. So if the Spirit of Christ dwells in you, then when people see you, they ought to see Jesus. 
Jesus told his disciples, I want you to do what you've been seeing me do. But just you guys, I don't want to no. know. He says that the spirit is not just for you, but it's for your children and your children's children. And this spirit is for as many as the Lord our God shall call. So we need to kind of wake up, amen? We need to wake up and recognize that God wants to fill us with his spirit right now. And his spirit will cause things to change in our life. Now, some of you have experienced the spirit, but you're kind of taking a Holy Ghost nap. Hello? Wake up. Wake up, y'all. Uh, how can I teach this to you? I, uh, can, can I, I want to tell all of you this. You may not agree with me, but you are very consistent. All of you are consistent. And that is either the blessing or the promise. Ooh, that hurt already. I passed it. Don't bust on us right now. I, what I'm saying it was when you look at your life and you say, I don't like these things in my life. I want you to know that the things that are in your life are a reflection of your consistency. Even if you're doing things consistently wrong. You say, well, you know, I need to, I wish I had a bunch of money in my account, but I just, well... You'll need to consistently save. I don't know. Nobody got that. All right. So I want my marriage to be whole. Well, you're going to consistently have to invest in that marriage. You're going to have to pray together, talk together, do life together. You say, well, I don't want all of that. I want to be bitter and still have a good relationship with my wife. Don't work that way. Don't work that way. But if you want... To know why your relationship is a mess, your consistent bitterness is a reflection of your relationship. Okay, so now we have been, let me catch you all up, okay? Because we've been talking about love and joy and peace. Uh, because we're talking about different things that we receive from the Spirit. We talked about the fruit of the Spirit. We want to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. We want to talk about warfare by the Spirit. We want to talk about these things. And we've talked about them, and we really enjoyed these first three. We love, love, joy, and peace. Somebody say, love, joy, and peace. Come on, love, joy, and peace. Sounds like a hippie convention, you know? I just, okay, people don't know what I'm talking about. You know, love, and joy, and peace. Peace, brother. Come on, love. And, and I've taught you, I've explained some of these things. There's this, there is this uh, quote that has floated around, love is love. And I want you to know, love is not just love. The love that you have experienced is not the love that I'm talking about. Because I'm talking about the love of God. I'm talking about the agape love of God. Love that will change and transform your life. I'm not, I'm not saying love is whatever you define it is. Because, you know, you can... You can call the floor sand and this platform the beach, but you ain't going to get a tan when you lay on it, all right? So that was good if I did say it, all right? So just because you call, what you want, what you want is truth. You want the truth of love, okay? And you want the truth of joy and you want peace so that, so no matter what's going on, you can have it. And I, and I taught you, I taught you a little bit about joy, but I think it 
happens with peace and love. That when things heat up, you're like bacon, right? Somebody shot bacon because bacon will teach you something. Somebody praise God for bacon again. Just praise God for bacon. Because bacon, when it heats up, oil comes out of it. It don't stick because it has everything inside of it already. So no matter what's going on in the world, I have joy even if you're mad at me. I can have peace when the world is in chaos because I'm bacon, baby. Okay, I'm preaching that every week. So we're saved by grace through faith. We have love and joy and peace, not because I give you just the ideas of what it is, but because of the Holy Spirit. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to produce in your life. Welcome Holy Spirit. Do what you want to do in my life. So we're talking about all these fruits. And so while I'm talking about them, I thought... I brought a fruit basket with me today, all right? And some of you love pears. Anybody love pears? There's a pear for you, okay? Wash it off. My hands are clean, but wash it off, okay? Love pears. How many love apples? Anybody love apples? Nobody loves apples? Come on, who loves an apple? Okay, here's an apple if you want it, okay? I know you don't want it? Oh, you don't want it thrown at you. Okay, well, if you want it, it's over there, okay? Okay, so... And now it's there, and now it's there, and there. Okay, my favorite fruit right here is a banana. There you go, John. Okay. All right. I'll, anybody else love bananas like I love bananas? Anybody else? Uh, if I throw this and it gets all over somebody. All right. Just here. I need somebody to take them a banana. It, just come on, brother. Come on. You, first, Sonny. Here you go. And here. And, and give one to the person in front of you, too, Okay. Here, here, this one's for you, though. All right, there you go. There's two. All right, yeah. So then I got this piece of fruit right here. It's called a cantaloupe. Okay, now wait, wait, wait. I'll give it to you, man. Let me talk about this for a minute. Okay. This is for you, Joanna. All right. Mama, mama used to put these on the table when I was a kid and make me eat them. I hate cantaloupe, okay? I don't want your old cantaloupe, okay? I will eat three bananas every day, all right? But I don't want the cantaloupe, okay? You might like it, but I am... Is there anybody in the house that don't want my cantaloupe right now? Can I get an amen from somebody, three or four of you? If I'm starving, I'll eat this cantaloupe, all right? But I don't want your cantaloupe, all right? I'm just trying to be real with people in the room right now. I'm being real with you. I know you want fake preacher, but I'm not going to be that guy, all right? So... Uh, I'm, some, here, Joanna, you can have this cantaloupe. Here you go. Now, uh, Eddie, Eddie will give it to you. Eddie, catch the cantaloupe. All right, there you go. That's your cantaloupe. So, long-suffering is the fruit of the Spirit that people don't want. Everybody loves my love and my joy and my peace, shouting hallelujah. And then, and, and then you, yeah, you want my carrots and my pears and my bananas, but all right. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And I'm just going to say the next one. Somebody shout long-suffering. You need the Holy Spirit to work this out for you, all right? And I, and I get it because, you know, if I run a conference on prosperity, everybody's going to show up so they can get their money. But you run a conference on long-suffering, ain't nobody going to show up. Be by like two people showing up for prayer meeting, you know. But, but 
some people understand this. Some people get it, all right? Some people get this, all right? So uh, I have teased people about me being a wrestler because I wrestled as a boy, and then I wrestled as I grew up. And when I got older, I still liked wrestling and, and then helped with Preston coaching a wrestling team for a while. Uh, but uh, there are some moves that I make when I wrestle that I don't think I'm going to shoot that move. I just run that move because I'm an OG. All right? I don't think I'm going to grab your leg right behind the knee and pull it up and take a... I don't think through that. I know what I'm going to do. And if you grab me from behind, don't do that. All right? Because I'll tell John and he'll take care of you. Right? No. No. I'm saying that some of us have been through some life. I got some folks in this house right now that have been through some stuff and they're still in the room right now. Been through some times in your life, some times of suffering, times of difficulty. And suffering is one of the things that, that cause people to struggle. Because when I, you say you're in a struggle, I want to know what, how are you suffering? What is the pain that's going on in your life? And, and when I say that you're going through pain and difficulty, you know, we have, we have a great prayer list. And I want us to keep praying for these people. I'll throw it back up at the end of the gathering. But, you know, one of our sisters who lives in Georgia, she messaged me just before service and said, make sure you pray for me. It's May. You guys know May and Ira and the kids uh, moved from here down there. If you were here for, for a few years, you've known them. But, but May's just, she's got sickness in her body. She's in a lot of pain and has been for some time. We just pray, Father, you would touch May and give her healing and give her help and give her stamina to walk through this time and bless their family, bless their home. How many pray for them regarding that? Because when people tell me about their, their struggle, I want to know how that struggle is causing you to suffer. And, and, and I'm, I'll tell you this as well, in case you might say, well, I feel bad about that. In this world, you will have struggles. So I'm a Christian. I came to Jesus so I would never suffer again. Wrong. What God wants you to have is long suffering. Uh, you didn't like that at all. I know. I can tell when I'm preaching people don't like it. I want to talk to you about long suffering. I mean, we had some great worship. People jumping up and down today, hollering, and couldn't get you to be quiet. I don't know where you all went just now, Okay. It's like you could preach on long suffering. I ran out of amens, Pastor. This is what you need. It's one of the reasons that you desperately need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will produce within you the ability to get through your suffering. Because the Holy Spirit in your life will produce the fruit of the ability to wait even when it hurts. It hurts, wait. It hurts, wait. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. Great struggle we have in the world is our inability to deal with struggle. Anybody feel like the nation has been struggling? The struggle is we don't have the ability to struggle very well. The struggle is we, when suffering comes, and I'm, I, look, I'm not sure I want a degree in suffering, but I feel like sometimes I have. Let me give you a definition of the word long-suffering. Everybody loves a good word study, don't you? 
Long-suffering means, get your pencil out, all right, here we go, to suffer long. Did you write that down? That's what it is. To allow a long period of time to elapse before you lose your temper. Whoa. To, to, to go through something that's difficult without giving God a deadline. God, you better stop this right now or I'm done. I, I know of people who left the kingdom because someone died. Even though the word says we don't suffer like people who have no hope. And Jesus said, if you believe in me, I am the resurrection and life. And even if you're dead, you're still alive. It's God's word. Some, some of us don't want to acknowledge this. But he, here's what you say. If this ain't fixed by a certain time, I'm done. I'm out. Aren't you glad that God never put a deadline on you? Anybody glad that God didn't put a deadline on you? Anybody thankful for that? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that God has suffered long with you? You say, I just want to be like Jesus. I just don't want to take up my cross and carry it. God has been merciful to us. Come on. Some of you still ain't right with God, but he still woke you up this morning. Even after what you did last night, he woke you up. He was patient. You hear Linda's testimony? Aren't you glad God is patient with us? Been merciful to us. And yet we have the audacity... To have a constant attitude with someone else. Man, some people, they get an I got people having an attitude with me all the time. I got people been mad at me for years. I can't apologize enough to them. Even if I wasn't wrong. Help me, Jesus. The Holy Spirit wants to show up in your life and bear fruit in your life. Stop cutting the roots off. He wants to bear fruit, and your struggle is an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to bear fruit in your life, or the big fruit, cantaloupe, in your life. So I'm going to say some things that are just reality. When I say them, you're going to say, I knew that. Okay, just know it, write it down, and do that, and allow the Holy Spirit to produce in your life. So here's one of the things you need to know. Suffering happens, all right? There needs to be a bumper sticker like that for Christians. Suffering happens. In this world, Jesus said, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Suffering. You can't avoid it. It's in life. Anybody can witness what I'm saying. Suffering is in life. All right? You didn't pick who you were born to. You didn't pick what your situation was. Suffering is in life. You were just driving down the road. Right? Somebody cut you off in traffic, and you said, praise God, instead of giving them sign language. So, suffering happens. You can't avoid it. You might say, well, that's not what I see in the Bible. Then I would, I would submit to you that you have never read the Bible. And I would submit to you that you probably have not studied any of the characters in the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation. I mean, you, anybody love the book of Revelation? It was written while a man was suffering. 
Anybody love uh, Acts? Anybody love that? I mean, do you, do you love looking at the stories of the brothers and sisters who stood in the midst of difficulty? Have you ever read in the Bible like uh, the epistles in the Bible? Do you love Corinthians and Galatians and Ephesians and Timothy? That's a guy who wrote from prison. Evidently, when you're suffering, you ought to get your ink pen out. Have you ever read the Old Testament? Have you ever read about Abraham or Isaac or Jacob or their wives? Have you ever read about Sarah and the struggle she went through just wanting a child and never feeling like she measured up? Have you ever read about Joseph? Anybody heard of Joseph? What a great man. Before he was the prime minister of Egypt, first of all, he was sold into slavery by his brothers. And then he was thrown into prison because a a girl wanted him and he turned her down. And then he heard from God over and over and ended up rising up to the second in command of all of Egypt under Pharaoh. And his brother showed up who had thrown him into slavery. I don't know if you heard what I'm saying. They didn't even show up to apologize. But he forgave them and blessed them. I don't know if anybody can say amen to that. Can you say amen to that today? Somebody shout amen. Amen. I said long suffering. Daniel got thrown in a lion's den. He had to go sit there. He sat there. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Fiery furnace. Our God can deliver us. But if it's hot in there, we're going to serve him anyway. And then, of course, Job. Job, in one day, lost all of his riches and ten children. I don't wish that on anybody. I don't. His friends got mad. His wife got irritated. Unsupportive. I don't know if you know the story. But the Bible says in Job 42 and 10... Job prayed for his friends, and the Lord made him prosperous again and gave him twice as much as he had before. God gave Job double for all he had lost, gave Daniel uh, a high position in the court, gave Joseph second position in Egypt. I'm saying if these guys would not have been willing to walk through their suffering, Joseph would have still been sitting uh, somewhere in a prison. You see what I'm saying? But in the prison, I'm still going to serve God. I'm still going to trust God. So what I'm saying to you is be cautious that you don't have long suffering because suffering produces Trouble produces. Some of you would not be who you are right now if you had not went through something. Some of you are going through some stuff and saying, I ain't doing this anymore. But God says, you hang on. You trust me. Let my spirit produce righteousness in your life. Don't give up. Don't give out. Don't stop. Don't run off. Hang in there because I want to do something in this time. What's your story? What came against you? Who hated you? Has it been going on for a year? Has it been going on for two? Has it been going through for three, four, five? I've had some suffering that took me years 
I went through one episode for a decade of suffering, just wondering when it would be over. But day after day after day, God would just develop new things and change things and heal stuff that I didn't even know was there. Because when you suffer a little bit, kind of like a fever, things hurt that you didn't know hurt. Because when you suffer, you'll find out that God will reveal other areas that he's going to heal in your life. There's a reason why this fruit of the Spirit is called long-suffering. Because suffering doesn't go away quickly. Suffering doesn't always go away quickly. I, I guess I'm not trying to grow the church right now. Or I wouldn't be preaching this, right? I mean, suffering doesn't go away quickly. Can I get a yes from somebody? Sometimes preachers can really get carried away with their preaching. you got to be careful when you're a preacher. Because you got to listen to the Holy Spirit. Because you will preach things that just make people say amen. Things people just make, make you sound like a good preacher. Kind of like that story of Elisha and, and, and when Samaria was under siege by the king of Syria. And you probably know the story about how that they were all, they were just surrounded. They, nobody was going in or coming out. They were starving, and, and everything was a mess. I mean, the things they were thinking about eating was bad. And Elisha spoke this word. Tomorrow about this time, it will be over. Anybody remember the miracle of that? I won't, you'll have to look up that story yourself. But So, so you know, I'm going to start preaching that. So I want you all to know that tomorrow about this time... Tomorrow, about this time, you're suffering. Tomorrow, everybody's jumping up and down, and they get up the next morning and still hurting just the same way they were before. I mean, the tomorrow of those people had to come after a long time of suffering and waiting and changing until the miraculous power of God was revealed. First of all, in their ability to stand, to wait it out, not to quit, not to give up. Kind of feel like that's what's been going on for the last year or so with this pandemic. People say everything's bad right now. No, there's some people who are loving and serving God right now, even when the enemy is telling them they need to quit and they need to give up. I see it happen all the time. There's some people I haven't heard from in nearly a year, but God loves them and they're still a part of this particular church and they're getting through it. There have been some people that have been sick, but God has raised them back up. I'm telling you that. Suffering doesn't always go away quickly. Somebody shout tomorrow. tomorrow. Where is Annie in the room right now? Annie, are you here? The sun will come out tomorrow. How many days did Annie sing that song? Just kept singing it and singing it and singing it. And sometimes we look at scripture and we talk about how that he's going to Turn our mourning into dancing. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And I keep saying, but isn't that 24 hours? And God says, no. Morning is when you finally wake up. You didn't hear that at all. Morning is when you finally wake up. 
realize, wait a minute, the Holy Spirit wants me to walk through this because he is changing me. And rather than being mad at God, being mad at your husband, being mad at the preacher, and being mad at all your neighbors, and just living and mad, you wake up and say, wait a minute, God, in all of my suffering, is performing miracles in my life. He's healing me in ways that I never could have been healed. Jesus, that scripture somehow points to it, doesn't it? May the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you've suffered a while. I could have, I could have skipped that. If it, if it had just said, the, uh, uh, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, perfect, established, and strengthened. No, he had to throw that first line in there. After you have suffered a while. So the length of time, how long, pastor? The length of time is relative to God's great purpose in it all. Anybody ever on Thanksgiving make a turkey? Anybody ever put it in your oven early in the morning? Anybody ever do that? You know why you do that? Because it's going to take a little time. You don't get to microwave your turkey. It will taste like jerky. And God is not microwaving Christians right now. Oh, Jesus. God, why does it take so long? After you've suffered a while, because I want to perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. My goodness, that is so powerful, isn't it? I want to perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Where's my, where my sisters in the house that have had their hair done before? Any, any sisters in the house ever had your hair done? Have you ever went to a beauty parlor? You know, I don't know, what do they call them? To a salon? A salon or a barber shop. I don't know. You went to the salon and you went in there and you told them, look, this is going to take, look, I got five minutes for you to fix my hair. Okay. Has it ever, that would never happen. Do you ever, do you ever, does it ever take 30 minutes? Does it ever take an hour? Have you ever been into the salon for say two hours. Anybody, come on, where are you sisters? Anybody been to the salon for, I thought somebody raised their hand. I mean, it's, it, I mean, I don't know all the things that you have to, done to your, have to have done to your hair. I ain't picking on anybody with hair. I love people with hair. I wish I had some, all right, but it don't take long to do much with my hair because there ain't much hair to do anything with, but, but you don't ever like right in the middle of the Right in the middle of the hair color, right in the middle of whatever you put in that, I ain't going there, all right? I, right in the middle of say, somebody take a picture, because I want everybody to take a picture of what I look like right now. You got hair color hanging on your face over here, and wet, you're sitting over there in the corner somewhere waiting on something to dry or something else to be delivered. I don't know what all happens. Be careful, Pastor. You're going to wait as long as it takes to perfect it. And I want you to know that God is doing an eternal work in your life. You are being transformed into the image of Christ.
And he said, suffering for a while. You may have to suffer. Anybody? Come on, I'll go back to the salon for a minute. Anybody ever suffered for a little while at the salon? Anybody ever get tired of them pulling and yanking and, and putting things in, pulling things out, and you're sitting like this and that way? I don't know all the things. I am not that person. But anybody ever get tired? But you wait on it because you know what you're going to look like on the backside. Can I tell you? Church, listen. Let Holy Spirit work good things in your life and bear the fruit of long suffering because he's going to perfect you Jesus he's going to confirm your direction in your life I think that was the word that came a little bit earlier confirming direction right he's going to perfect you there's some things he needs to confirm in your life because some of us I mean you're like in your 50s and haven't figured out what you're doing because there's other stuff that tells you, I ain't doing that. But when you, anybody ever come out of a time of suffering and you said, I am going to do this for the kingdom of God. Anybody been there? You've, you've struggled enough. Finally, you get out of that bed of affliction. You get out of that time of trouble. And you have decided, no, I, I am not just going to sit around and mope for the rest of my life. While there is strength in my body, I'm going to do something for the kingdom of God. But it's not ambiguous. It's specific. I'm going to serve. I'm going to speak. I'm going to teach. I'm going to evangelize. God is not finished with my life yet problem is somebody sometimes you talk to people and everything is everybody else's problem everybody's mistreated you you need to chill if you want to be perfected you need to embrace the pain for a minute am I preaching to anybody Okay, okay. I, I, I haven't got time to preach on all of these. Strengthen. He's going to strengthen you. So, where are you the weakest? I'll tell you. We're the weakest usually in our thoughts and emotions. The way that I think. Anybody been guilty of stinking thinking? Anybody ever been there before? And your emotions, because your emotions are just out, of, they can get out of control. How many know that? Your emotions just get, they, they just, they're just gone. God, you guys. So I'll just tell you this. Here's a word. Some people's thinking just ain't right. All right? Go ahead and point to the person down the road from you right now. Are you, there are people, okay, point it. There are people that come to church. And preach the gospel who sometimes their thinking just ain't right. Some of them, some of us come to church and, and, and he wants to deal with that. He wants to strengthen you. Now, I'll just tell, I can't tell you, I can tell a lot of your stories. I'll just tell you about me. God has worked hard on me in my life to heal my mind and my emotions. He has worked hard on me. And it hurt. And I felt suffering. And I felt pain. And I felt sleeplessness. But God loved me enough to let me struggle so he could strengthen me. Jesus. 
Praise God. I'm so grateful for my stuff. Anybody got some stuff? Linda, thanks again for your testimony. Thanks for the stuff. Thank you. Anybody else got some stuff? Where are you? Anybody got some stuff? Anybody got some abusive stories in your life? Anybody got some wounded stories in your life? Some abandoned stories in your life? Anybody got some of those? Anybody got some mistreated stories in your life? I could focus on the mistreater. I could focus on the abuser the rest of my life. But I'm not, I'm not walking this journey with them. I'm walking with Jesus. And he's got a purpose in my life. So I've got to forgive them so that I can deal with all of this other stuff. And the Lord wants to deal with your thoughts. Why are you mad all the time? I'm just mad. It's just the way I am. No, it's because you have not allowed the Lord to strengthen you. So you felt this suffering. The suffering is a revelation of what has happened in your life. It's often a revelation of who you need to forgive, who you need to set free, what you need to let go of. Preach, Pastor Rick. Come on. And let me tell you the strength. Here's the strength that you have now. Here's the strength you have. Okay? The strength is, is now. Now God can use me. I just love doing this now. I just love doing this. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Look at me. I'm okay. I'm okay. But when I was a boy, a man abused me. Okay, don't, don't look at me. Don't have to get all quiet. Somebody say, whoop, whoop. You know, whatever you want to do. Okay, I am saying that doesn't trigger me no more. I got it. You don't have to be. Long suffering will help you to be healed from that person who wounded you so deeply. From that father and mother who left you or abandoned you. And you've been dealing with abandonment issues all of your life. Jesus. It doesn't have to be perpetuated into the next generation. The gift is now I can suffer with the Holy Spirit. I can get through stuff now. Because I've suffered it a little while. I'm stronger now. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I've used it. Man, I have used it. I have used it. I have used it. The anxiety that came out when I realized what had happened in my life and the struggle that had came out, and it just was overwhelming to me. I had to allow the Holy Spirit to get a hold of me and help me. Anybody ever been so anxious that you just couldn't sit still. Anybody ever been there before? Where's my walk-in anxious people at? Where are they at? I mean, you just got to go. You got to get up. You cannot sit down for hardly any time at all. You don't want to waste any time because, listen, God will set you free of anxiety. I don't know how many amens I'm going to get right now. He will. And I have used that. I talked to a person not long ago. I was talking to a person who was struggling with anxiety. I told him, I told him what the Lord Holy Spirit had showed me, the ways to overcome it, just some things. And he practiced it and called me back and said, this is working for me. All right. And I had the word for him. Now, listen, that happened. And then he called me again and told me that he had a friend 
that he had spoken to and told them the same thing that I told him and that she was doing better now too. Now, that's kind of sweet, isn't it? You know what's really sweet about that? It's because that's how, that's, we got the same spirit. What he wants to do is he wants to take me through the suffering so that I can be whole, so I can help you out of your suffering, so you can be whole, so you can help him out of the suffering, so he can be whole, and you can help her out of the suffering. You see how that works? We're in the body of Christ. You can't alienate and isolate. You can't hide out. We're the body of Jesus. He wants to strengthen us and to settle us, to make us stable. To settle you. To settle you. That's why you're going through it. God's not letting you out of the hospital until you're stabilized. Some people, let me out of the hospital. No, you're not stabilized yet. You don't get out of ICU and go home. You go, you go to a step-down unit. Until you're stable, you're going to get to stay there. All right, now here's what I want you to know. Any believers in the room? All right. You know this. If God brought you to it, he'll bring you through it. There, that's old, that's old school preaching right there. If God brought, brought you to it, he'll bring you through it. Go ahead, say that like God is good all the time. God brought you through it, brought you to it, he will bring you through it. Amen? Now, I'm telling you that way because I want you to know that I have people in this room right now who God has settled. He's... Anybody know what I'm saying? He has settled you. It doesn't mean you won't have to have long suffering. It means you have the gift. The, you have the fruit of long suffering in your life. Other things will happen, but because you got through that, now you're settled. So when the next thing slaps you in the face, you're going to shout, praise God. He got me through it before, and if he brought me to it, he'll get me through it. And I can preach that to you because some of you are saying, I ain't ever going to get out. Yes, you are. It may not be tomorrow, but when you wake up one day, you'll realize that you're alive and you're breathing and you're well. And God has got you through what you thought would destroy your life. Brings me, let me close this thing up. The Holy Spirit empowers you to suffer long. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. I want you to discern this. The Holy Spirit will empower me to suffer long. I, you know, I've heard people, Christians, talk about what they can't take no more. All right? Now, I'm, I'm going to stand on this firmly. I'm going to, I'm going to stand on it firmly. You are a child of God. Is there, are there children of God here? Is there anybody that's a child of God? You know you're a child of God. Okay? I'm, I'm just going to tell you, and I've had people argue with me about this. I'm just going to tell you. God loves you so much that he has trusted you with this conflict. He has trusted you with this, and he has a purpose. If it showed up, it had to, God, God's not scratching his, hand saying, his head saying, how did that happen to one of my children? He's not doing that. People think, God, God, do you see what's going on here? God's going, right, I'm God. You're going to get through it because of the Holy Spirit. And when you come out of it, 
I need, I need to stand here today and say this. And I need you to stand and say, when you come through it, I need you to be able to lift up your hands and say, I praise the Lord for everything that has made me cry, everything that has caused me pain, because I may not be what I'm going to be. I thank God I'm not what I used to be. Come on, I, I praise Him. Because I know I did not do this on my own strength. If you see my ability to get through this, this situation, if you see me suffering long, it is the Holy Spirit that has empowered me. My ability to worship and serve God is nothing less than the Spirit of God in my life. I'm done preaching now. You better get up on your feet or I will find four or five more points and preach today. It is second service. Could you read 1 Corinthians 2 and 9? Because that statement, this statement precedes that. Read this with me. Eye has not seen, nor ear, read it out loud with me. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. So when I go through it, God is saying, I'm with you. Holy Spirit, reveal, what are you going to do with this? What are you going to do? I'm not done reading the Bible today. I want to read some more Bible to you because the Word of God will strengthen you. He will lift you up. I'm telling you, the Word of God will do this. Would you pray with this, this with me first? Say, Father, in Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Spirit, give me the ability to suffer even when it takes a long time. I trust you and my struggle. Establish me. Strengthen me. Perfect me by your spirit. Now he will do this. He will do it. He will do it. He will do it. I'm telling you, he will do it. He will do it. He will do it. Can I read Romans 8 to you? Okay, read it with me. Just read, read with me. Beginning in verse 26. Read it out loud. Really loud, too. Like, like everybody around you needs to hear you. Read it. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Stop, stop, stop. Sometimes you're suffering. You don't know even what to pray. And he will intercede for you by the Spirit. Keep reading. Keep reading. Verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Leave that scripture up. Leave there. Look, look, look. Did you hear that? What works together for good? That ain't no good. No. And it all has a purpose. To be so that I can be conformed. That's another word for changed. 
Some of you didn't even know how to pray until you suffered. Just praise God for the mess. Praise God. Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. He's our older brother. He's the Lord. He's the Messiah. I'm his bro. You are his brethren. But sometimes you don't look like it. Life teaches you things you would never have learned if it wasn't for the pain. Okay, I'll keep reading. Verse 31, just a few more verses out loud. What then shall we say to these things? You, no, wait, wait, you need to read this loud. What then shall we say to these things? <laughs> just say that one again. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Read on. Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written? For your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. You ain't never read that before. I'm saved. Ain't nothing ever bad going to happen in my life. Ain't nothing ever bad going to happen that's not going to conform you into the image of Jesus Christ. Keep reading. Yet in all these things, shout it, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Anybody need that? Anybody need that? Somebody shout, that's for me. Somebody shout, that's for me. Shout it, that's for me. That's a good word. Praise God. He'll bless you. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He puts love in us. We, we exude love and joy and peace. Guess what? You're going to get through what you're going through right now. And when you do, you're going to look resurrected. Same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of you. Not just floating around on the outside so you feel funny at church. Inside of you, you're going to love somebody who's hurt you. 
You're going to have joy even when life is heated up. Inner joy. You're going to have peace that passes all understanding. And every time you come into conflict, God's going to use it to transform you into the image of Jesus. You've got time to get through this. Who's been suffering for a while? Anybody been going through it for a while? Where, where are you? Some people have been suffering for a while. Been going through it. Where are you? Go ahead. Raise your, raise your hand. I know your arm's tired from holding other people up, but just hold your hand up. Look at my brothers and sisters all around the room. Now lift your other hand up and glorify God. Go ahead. Lift your other hand up. Glorify Him. Praise Him. Go ahead. Glorify Him. Praise Him. Lord, I praise You. Lord, I don't like this pain, but I praise you for what you're doing with it. I want to be like Jesus. That's all I ask, to be like Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Here's how you begin this. Some of you haven't even got it because i got people in different places. Some of you have never given your life over to Jesus. Praise God. But today is a good day to give your life to Jesus. Could you imagine doing this without Jesus? Doing life without Him? I, could, I don't get that. So now is a good day to surrender your life over to Jesus as you declare Him as Lord and that the Holy Spirit confirms in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. Repent of your sins. Repent. You know what you've done. Just surrender your life completely over to Jesus right now. Right there online. Surrender your life over to Jesus. Amen? Anybody, let's all do it together. Let's just confess Jesus. Lord, we confess you. You are the Lord. We surrender ourselves to you now. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. So you're just giving your life to Jesus. This works for you. It, everything I'm saying is nonsense without a relationship with Jesus. But some of you, even though you haven't given your life, the Lord is using what you're going through right now so you will realize there's no way to live except through Jesus. So surrender your life to Him. Father, I give my life to you now. Give our lives to you now. Come, dwell inside of us, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Lord, we take our suffering and we lay it in your hands. You are the potter. We are the clay. Do what you need to do with us. Do what you need to do with us. Some of you are suffering and you need prayer. Listen, one of the things that we do because we're the same spirit, this is this teaching. When one of us suffers, we all suffer with them. So if you're suffering today, I want to pray with you. And I'll do that in a moment. Could we receive the supper of the Lord first? Let's receive the supper of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not done yet. I, I am not in a hurry. Everybody be out of the restaurants by the time you get there. It's so cool. Are you glad you're at Freedom? It's like, of course we have a seat, you know? You come for Freedom Fellowship? Yeah, that church, yeah. Second service? Yep, absolutely. The body of our Lord Jesus. Come on, if you're online, receive communion with us. Get yourself a cracker, some Kool-Aid. Join with us right now, okay? Gatorade, whatever. Just get something. Just sanctify these articles in Jesus' name. 
Jesus picked up that unleavened bread. This bread is my body, which is broken for you. I went through brokenness so that you could get through your brokenness. So that you could be healed. You're going to be wounded, but you're going to get through this. That healing, you're going to get through. Long-suffering, healing. The body of the Lord. Say, the body of the Lord Jesus. We have communion with him. He's not going to leave you alone. Take and eat it in remembrance of him. In the cup. Listen to what he said. This cup is my blood. The blood of the new covenant that is poured out for you. He outsuffered you. His blood was poured out so that you could be cleansed of your sin and though that your sin would die and you could live into righteousness. We celebrate your blood and our forgiveness in Jesus' name. Receive the cup. There are those of you in the room right now and you're struggling and you need prayer. We want to struggle with you. We want to pray with you. We want to feel that with you and pray for you. If you're here this morning and you need somebody to pray with you because you're going through struggle, or if you're here this morning, excuse me, this afternoon, and you want somebody to pray with you because you're giving your life to Jesus, you just want to confess Christ, you can leave your seat right now and start moving towards the front, and we will meet with you here. We have prayer workers. I'll meet with you, and others will meet with you right here. So some of you lifted your hand going through some struggle. Come on down. Stand right up here with me. We love you. Yeah, come on, bro. My brother, praise Jesus. Praise God. Boss, I love you, man. Yeah, just right here. It doesn't matter now. So just come on, man. Get some brothers to come join with them for prayer. Some of my prayer workers come and pray with these two. Come on, Brother Cliff or some of you just come and Russell. Yeah. Come on, Eddie. Seamus, I love you, bro. That's a big step for you today, man. I'm so proud of you. So thankful. John, you want to come in? Praise the Lord Jesus. Look at me. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. God bless you all. Anybody else that wants to pray, I have altar workers that will be here ready to pray for you. You'll be dismissed when you choose. God bless you all. Go and walk in the fruit of the Spirit. I love you all. God bless you online. I love you.